Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. It is Monday. Andy, how was your weekend? Pretty, pretty good. You know, that was a that was a fun game we had the other night. Yeah, it was kind of a weekend. Tonight. It was kind of a wild. We one, have man. soccer coming up. Wild weekend. So that, weekend full, wild full of upsets, weekend. full comebacks. It was a weird one. Uh, definitely not. Uh, definitely not your standard sports weekend. That's for sure. Um, didn't watch much baseball. Didn't watch much hockey. Hockey. Yeah, uh, Stanley the Cup twin, game was twins close. regression. The twins regression has yet to rear its ugly head. Apparently, they're still just mashing. Um, they have the second and third favorite for AL Cy Young right now, which I'm just waiting for those numbers to crash. So it's fun being a Minnesota sports fan for the moment. That's how it goes around here for a moment or two. About once a year, there's some hope, a glimmer of hope. So that's fun. I, I watch a little bit of baseball. I actually listen to more baseball. If I can find the Twins on the radio, that's way better for me. I like that. I'm, oh, you got to get the I'm more of a listen. The, the all listen, you can get. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a listen to baseball on the radio, Hardo. Like that's all I, I I would say. I'd listen to oh, approximately just, ten times more baseball than I've watched in the last couple of years, and it's yeah. all all. I just love. I like. I found out my Bluetooth pod. speaker. I accidentally. Yeah, I accidentally hit a button and my Bluetooth speaker went to like FM mode. I, I found out I had the radio, but there's no dial on it. You just hit the button and you have to guess where you are. And if you hit it enough times, <laughs> sometimes you'll find a baseball game. So I'll do that because I love I love that in the hammock. Fuck, I love outdoor. Like, uh, so we're we're gonna touch quickly on the boxing match. I watched that. We had a bonfire. Because I wanted to have a bonfire. It was a gorgeous night out, so we had a fire out. I was just watching the boxing match on my phone out by the fire on somebody else's stream. Like, it's way better to watch or listen to sports outside. Shit, even uh, Alex, our friend Alex Bartlett, he was he oh, brought yeah. his TV outside to watch softball the other day. Like, I love uh, it. If, uh, if I could, yeah, a, a point of emphasis for you this summer is watch or listen to something outside. Oh, I did get it set up. That, that, it's, it's so nice that's, out. That's strong life advice right there. It really is, uh, and uh, for for if you like listening to baseball on the radio, I do really strongly advocate for just get the full yeah, season yeah. of radio package on the app. It's like nine ninety nine for the whole season, every single broadcast. You can listen to whatever you want. That's my drive home routine. I, I pick a game that I'm into and tune it up on the drive home, drive down the coast in the summer. It's great. Um, but yeah, I listen. Uh, I listen to the deep dive. Yeah, well, should too. Yeah, that's a great point. That goes for everybody um, else. Yeah, don't listen so, to baseball. Yeah, let's do uh, our let's, catalog. Yeah, let's hard let's hard reset on a couple of things you just blew by there. Uh, the boxing match uh, was there. Was there a, a noteworthy boxing match this weekend? That was wild because, like, uh, so I took I'm, honestly most of the betting I'm doing, even golf, and because I'm halfway taking some golf seriously, everything I'm doing outside of college basketball and football is very small stakes. I'm putting, you know, 25 bucks here or there on just some fun stuff. Cause I'm addicted to gambling. But so I had a little bit of, uh, who's a British guy. Joshua wins in the first six rounds. So he knocked it. He knocked the big, the big Mexican fella down. I'm like, Oh, here we go. He's picking it up. And then that guy gets up and just pummels his face. With his big <laughs> floppy tits and 
and he knocked him down. I think he knocked him down twice that round. I believe. I think it was the fourth. We're not boxing experts. Don't don't correct us on any of this. It was it was somewhere in that third, fourth, fifth round. And then it's like it turns like shit. This guy, this guy's got dynamite in these flabby arms. Like he hits hard. And then Joshua, he just uh, he, he kind of hit flip switched on there. Switch flipped on him too. He, he got real defensive. <laughs> he was dancing a lot more. He didn't yeah. feel like. I think he he knew like I'm I'm not in control. It was the it was the Tom Hanks Somalian guy thing where I'm the captain now, and like he had him he had him backing up a lot, and then he just quit. So I'm done with yeah. this shit. That was yeah. wild. If you, it's like the the tennis match thing where where you bet you can't decide if you're taking you know Djokovic minus seven or eight games or the under 26, you know, where he's a huge favorite in a best of five and you, you take the under instead and then the underdog ends up beating the pants off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's like, exactly it's like you won was. your bet. Exactly what it was. You won your bet, but were you really right? Which it doesn't matter when, uh, when you cash it up. Uh, I got a funny a, story. You know, that was a recreational bet, but the, anybody who like rack bet, the under because they thought Joshua was going to beat the shit out of this car salesman. Yeah, that's I mean, congrats. That's, that's, that's a funny guy. way. That's a good. That's a good fun story to tell. Now, yeah, no, I get even funnier, funnier wrinkle to it. Uh, you you posted you 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 hit me up with that uh, Joshua round one to six, and I was like, oh, I love that angle. Like that's that's a great way to play this guy. Because like, we were laughing about like the way in pictures of this clown is like, there's he's just going to get his ass kicked. This isn't fair. Like what the hell's going on? And uh, and. Uh, I was outside barbecuing, uh, and I had a healthy buzz on, uh, and I was like, okay, let, let's find this prop. And there's so many damn boxing props, and you have to scroll down so far on your phone on five dimes. And I was just like, fuck it. I can't find it. And so I was like, what's the what's the over-under? And it was like six and a half, and it was you know, minus one forty versus minus one twenty, and I was like, "Fuck it, I can't go find my, <laughs> I can't go find that prop. I could barely see, you know, I could barely see straight. So I just bet the under. Uh, and then watching the fight, uh, it got into you the seventh savvy round. son of a bitch. <laughs> watching the fight, it got into the seventh round, and I was like, "Ah, fuck it, I guess I lost." Because I I thought it was just like if it makes it into the seventh round, then it's over. Over six and a half. No, it's but time. It's time it. too. Because I, I, yeah, nope. So I, I, I learned. I, and I, I learned that. Yeah, I, I learned that in the McGregor fight. <laughs> you know the, the oh, McGregor uh, yeah, the McGregor fight. I took a. I took it. I don't remember if it was an early number or a late number because it was different than somebody else I know cashed an over and I cashed an under in that fight because it moved around a little. And uh, yeah, it was whenever that ref stopped it. I can't remember the exact, but I mean, if it was something silly like like 15 seconds short of the nine and a half rounds or whatever it came out to. Yeah. Yeah. And like that, that ref stopped it. it I I didn't realize that. And I was in the same boat as you. Cause again, we talk like these are fun bets. We don't, (laughs) we don't like handicap boxing, but I, you know, I had some other props on, on Mayweather, like Mayweather inside the distance was my big bet, but under, I thought, well, that's toast. That sucks. That sucks that I lost that. And then I saw I won it, and I had to have somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing explain it to me. <laughs> like, oh, I thought yeah. when we get to that, like, you know, we're thinking, we're thinking like normal points or goals, runs, points, whatever, baskets. It's, yeah, it's right. a whole different game when you're dealing with over/under on time, which was nice. I guess I won that because I also bet um, the under on uh, McGregor's punches landed, which was like. 30 or something and he landed like 100 it was, it was ridiculous <laughs> how badly that lost how badly that line was set i remember that and one. i mean and this i, I think the lesson yeah. the lesson yeah. 
here is stay in your lane. If you don't know about fighting, you can have fun. Yeah, yeah. If if you don't know if you don't know what you're doing, you can have some fun and throw throw some small bets down. But stay in your lane and don't get don't overextend yourself on shit you have no idea about. Yeah, definitely don't take your twenty three hundred dollar bankroll and uh, lay it all on uh, on Anthony Joshua, the sure thing to win at uh, minus twenty three hundred, just so you can get a free hundred dollars because that will uh, that will clean you out in a heartbeat. Um, you know, no chance this was fixed, right? I mean, the guy, the guy, the guy just looked like he had a rock solid chin, and Joshua looks like he completely underestimated his opponent. Is that about right to you? It didn't seem fixed to me. Well, the guy, the guy was built like a weeble wobble. You can't. I mean, you can't knock it down. Like he, I mean, he had, he he had like a, a foot sturdy chin. He, he, like he, he had a sturdy frame. He, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. he took some shots, and he was he's low to the ground. He's he's got a low center of gravity. He tried to knock it. I mean, he's, he was built like a built like a keg. It's hard to knock that over. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But that's, yeah, that's my boxing analysis. You, you, you didn't you didn't feel like there was anything unforetold going on, did you? I didn't really. I mean, Joshua just looked. No, I think that, I think like Joshua got sick of getting punched in the face by that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's like, fuck this. I think he yeah. maybe went in a little unprepared. Yeah, yeah. So remember the great, the great white hype. Yes, I do. The movie. I was yes. kind of waiting for that moment where he just like kick it in and just pound him, but I'm like, boom, oh, he's boom, 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 boom. boom. Yeah, just, we're not getting. I, that. I know. Done. I kept. I same exact thing. I was like, I kept waiting for you know for uh, Ruiz to like make a fundamental mistake and then just like turn into like a like a punching bag, like do 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 But it never happened. Joshua was not ready for that fight, and uh, yeah, I think I think Which, that was congratulations uh, to Andy Ruiz. Yeah, You're seriously, it was a big weekend for Andy's. Yeah, big weekend for Andy's. Um, the uh, very big. Want to reset real quick on the uh, NBA finals? It's a uh, one and one right now. Uh, the um, so far the degree of success run is wild. So far, the degree of success that I'm having game by game betting is kind of un. un I'm like the regression. I'm at the stage now where I'm looking over my shoulder waiting for some regression because I hit every angle that I played in game one. Game two, I had very very lucky hits on unders that were. Within a hook, uh, and um, dead, you know, dead. They were they dead. dead. They were dead. And nobody, dead. nobody scored for five minutes. No, no, it was incredible. Um, the scope plays have been white hot fire. Um, we're getting closing line value and hitting, you know, hitting some winners there. Um, yeah, it's been a fun final so far, and it's exactly kind of played out like we laid it out on the podcast as far as what my strategy was. Uh, Raptors are going to win game one. Uh, game two is a little bit of a toss up and, you know, grab some value on the Warriors series price before game two. It got as low as apparently it got as low as minus 110. Did you know that? Yeah, I, I only saw it as low as minus the 120s. I got it at minus one. I put, I got some down at minus 129 waiting for the rep announcements. And then I got more at minus 135. Uh, but it's now bets up back to uh, minus two sixty, which I think is a pretty fair price because I do expect the uh, that Clay will play in Game Three. I do expect that um, you know that the Warriors. Yeah, we will saw be that video of him signing turf. autographs. Yeah, he was. Game. He yeah, looked, he was. He was. He fine. looked. Yeah. He looked fine. KD did not. Yeah, KD um, yeah they, they have home. They have, they have home court now. Yeah, it, it's a it's a five game series with the Warriors now of home court. Yeah, two sixty is probably a pretty fair price. Yeah. Okay. So um, question. It'll be very question. interesting. Like if uh, if the the Raptors need need a split so bad. 
Yeah, they do really badly. But let, let's get to that in a second. Let, let me let's circle back real quick on Katie because that impacts how you how you play the series. Um, a lot of reporting last week, kind of mixed signals. People saying this, that, surprise. Oh, he's been practicing. Oh, false he's flags. Going out to practice. False flags. All, all kinds of nonsense. Uh, and, you know, the couple of shots that they've shown us during the broadcast of KD, it looks like he knew they were about to go to him on camera and he was, like, doing some walking around and limbering up and trying to look limber. That, that um, candid video that we saw of them arriving back from Toronto told a very different story. Do you agree with that? Yeah, he he was hobbled. <laughs> he was. He did not like, look ready to I mean, take he looked, the floor in the finals. Not he looked close. like they, they probably should have been wheelchairing him. Like, <laughs> yes, they should like, have rolled him. Like, yes, I don't even yes. know. If, I'm not 100% sure Like he, he was okay to walk on that. Do you think he was in a boot? I don't was know he in a boot? Killer. We couldn't really tell. I think he might have been in a boot. It was hard to tell. I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and watch that see if you can see the feet now. But, uh, yeah, he, he looked very hobbled. I, I just don't think he – I still don't think he plays. Maybe if we get to, like, a game seven and he has a miracle or I don't know. I'm I'm still out on him playing. Um, apologies for the scope with the, the halftime scope with the sound. But, yeah, that uh, – once we, we got, did get that yeah. working, I think yeah. – I think, yeah, I think you had some good points. I think things got a little squirrely in the third quarter. I think he still had the right side, but then ended up getting lucky to cash it anyway. And it, you know, while the under did cash by like a half, or maybe you even pushed on it, the second half under cleared by a couple points, didn't it? You had like three or four points left. Yeah, I had one hundred six and a half, and it landed on hundred. But but oh, okay, so yeah, there there was but, a, but yeah, I mean yeah, it was that, dead. There was yeah, a half, time where half, it was dead. halfway. Yeah, halfway through the fourth quarter, Quinn Cook and Serge Ibaka going. Going three three three, it was 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 not was not uh, was not I was not excited about that. I, there was some very very that was not conducive to expletives. An under. Oh, there was expletives flying, and my wife was yeah. like, "You really need to think about your." And we we laid out a few different uh, ways. We yeah. laid out a few different ways that that second half could go. Yeah, and I think yeah. we laid out some pretty pretty fair examples, some pretty fair hypotheticals. Like if it does this, if we do this. I don't think we could have spent a hundred half times and said, well, maybe the Warriors come out with a 20, 20 to nothing run and really, yeah. and really just set the game into a weird tailspin. Like that was, I mean, we, we've seen shit like that before. You know, the, once everybody caught onto this, they made the numbers a little funny, but the, the third quarter Warriors was the thing for a while where it didn't matter what that line was. You just bet it. And it came through like 65% of the time. And boy, that was that was third quarter Warriors to a T. That yeah. was uh, awesome. If you had some Warriors money, if you had that money line, if you had the live money line, the second half money line, the second half live line, like yeah, there was just, a lot you had of to be just to There was a is lot it, of ways. To is it, it you know it went from seven nothing to eleven nothing, and then all of a sudden it's like Jesus, are they not going to score? This is, and it looked really good for your second half under, and then all of a sudden. It did get a little back and forth for a good spell there. The second half yeah. of the third quarter was high scoring. What's crazy also I, is that I get the really, RIP. Yeah, it it what's what was crazy is that it played exactly again, kind of going back to our finals preview pod. It was the exact concern that I raised about backing the Raptors is that they have a tendency to go AWOL offensively from time to time. Like all out of nowhere, like it'll just be They'll settle for jump shots. 
They don't especially work, you know, run plays to get good looks and it, they'll just go cold. And then everybody's looking at each other. Nobody wants to shoot the ball. It's like a bizarre kind of, um, you know, cold stretch itis uh, that we've seen from this team in a lot of big games, a lot of big moments over the course of the regular season in the playoffs so far. Um, didn't happen to manifest as, you know, in a, in a way that cost them either the Philly or the Milwaukee series. Um, but if you see that again, you know, in, in some of these games and some of these high leverage moments, they're toast. Um, do you have what what do you make a fair price on the series now, having seen these two teams play twice and and kind of knowing uh, you know, the Warriors are clearly they're thin, clearly they're battered. And that, and that is the point clearly, of the make, yeah. Yeah. Clearly like two sixty feels feels fair yeah, yeah. in the market, but if I had to set a price, I'd set it closer to two hundred. Yeah, Warriors two. have home courts, but they're beat up. Minus two hundred is a fair price, I think. You go minus two hundred plus one fifty for the wraps. That's that's kind of where I feel the line should be. But I don't think I don't think you could set it there. I think you'd take a shitload more Warriors liability. They have to set it they have to set it a little higher, I think, just be based off the public's perception. And people might want to start double dipping to that, where maybe they throw the Bruins and the Bruins and the Dubs together in a parlay or parlay, you know, that minus two sixty with something they like in tennis, basketball, or whatever else. Just go Twins money line and the Dubs championship. <laughs> I, I think there's going to be a bunch of Dubs championship in parlays, but that, that's I think that's the price where it needs to be. But yeah, my fair price is probably minus two hundred based on the the suspect injuries. Like, what's your take on Iggy? Is he just is he just not not he's not going to get better? No, he's not going to get better. Um, there's not. I time. mean. It, yeah, Beautiful. but at the, at the, I, I, okay, look, I, I don't want to like throw accusations around. Whatever he's doing to keep himself, wow. to pull, pull his body, body together, uh, I would assume he continues to do that. And I would assume he continues to, um, you know, end these games looking like a corpse being dreaded to be dragged off the floor and then shows back up and jumps through the roof in the first quarter of the next game. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how else to, uh, you know, there's enough evidence to suggest that's how this is going to go. Uh, same sort of sort of thing really with, with all the, you know, warriors, I, although I, you know, and I guess we should real quickly touch boogie cousins getting the start was a surprise. I did not like it. Cause I did not think that that was a, the adjustment that they needed defensively to stop the Raptors from scoring another 120 points. Uh, I'd still think that the Raptors really, they lost out on some opportunities to capitalize on, on biggie on yeah, boogie being on the floor, uh, in ways that, um, you know, they will re- live to regret. Um, but, uh, you know, his, he's still, you know, he, his impact was noticeable. He was one of the only guys that was playing especially well for the Warriors at times. Uh, but uh, I still don't think that, um, you know, I, I still don't, don't think he's in shape. I don't think he's going to have that kind of impact in a bunch of games. So it really still is the, the, yeah, the burden can, is entirely on stuff still, in my mind. You can say refs, whatever. you. I mean, you can go refs, you can go – Raptors just couldn't make a wide open shot, but I thought, I mean, and I'm not a basketball aficionado like you, but from my layman's perspective, I thought the Warriors defense played a shitload better in game two, even with some of the weird lineups. Yeah, they did. They absolutely did. They absolutely did. Um, And, you know, Kawhi doesn't look great either, by the way. I mean, I don't know what percent. I don't know what percent healthy he is. But, uh, you know, I thought a good amount of, uh, him being looking limited in game one was playing possum to a degree, trying to keep, you know, save his bullets, a little bit of personal load management. But, um, 
that may not be the case. He may actually be effed. Uh, and in which case, you know, you may see him kind of dwindle from 85% to 75% to God knows what, as we kind of grind through the series, because this is a grind. Um, and it's, you know, the, it's not easy to kill you, you, you. It's not easy to kill the champs. So, and they let him off the mat in game two and, uh, and the Raptors are going to, are going to regret let that. him off the hook. They let him off the hook. They really did. They were up by double digits. That was it. Was wild, and and you know you see, you mentioned the refs that the refs kept the Warriors in that game in the first half. Like that very easily could have been a twenty point game at halftime, uh, and but uh, they got a favorable whistle that kind of kept things close, and um, you know it, it turned out to be a pretty meaningful difference because the second half they just freaking put on the afterburners and uh, Toronto looked shell shocked. So wild, wild game, wild series, weird series, weird game too. Really, uh, this is definitely not how I saw the season going. Um, or winding down, and uh, the rest should be a lot of fun. I don't have a play for game three yet. You got any any initial leans? Seeing the lines? No, and they they opened it even further than I thought. I'd guessed four and a half when we were DMing after the game, and they went uh, they went even five and a half. They went they opened yeah, it five, five and, and a half. half right and away. It, got, it got bet up to six already, I believe. So. Kind of nutty. Yeah, there's public is the public is uh, not shy about being in love with the Warriors. That's for damn sure. Um, yeah, I kind. I mean, at this point, I kind of want to get dive back into the uh, the Raptors' first half. Well, um, I think they. I, I think they. I mean, they they have so many matchups, and and the Warriors are so depleted at this point. Uh, even being at home, being in in uh, uh, you know at Oracle, I know it's it's the zigzag nature of the series going from Toronto to uh, to the Bay is going to mean something for you know and and, and uh, t- typically in the NBA you see very clearly in the playoffs the home court advantage is greater in the first half than it is in the second half but all that said uh, with the with the injuries with the depletions to the Warriors overall I, I still kind of want to get involved with the Raptors somehow I'm just not sure what the right angle is um, yeah I don't mind like first quarter first half um the crowd should be good, which, I mean, that's kind of a goes without saying that's dumb. Like, obviously, it's the finals. Crowds are going to be great. They've built a really good fan base by, you know, I don't want to call them bandwagon because I'm sure there's plenty of people that if I've watched the Warriors, you know, Chris Mullen jersey. And, but, <laughs> uh, you know, like, well, I mean, the six, success breeds more fans. I mean, they have a really good fan base because they're, they're really good. They've been yeah. good for a few years, so it should it's be a true. good atmosphere there. That yeah, the home court is for for real out there, and saying goodbye yep. to the Oracle there. And yep. I might I might pass on game three. Yeah, I, I might pass know. on game three and just, I, it, it and just let be, my series. Just be a second half yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just, what do, what do you think just, of uh, some? What do you think of some clay props? Once we okay, find well, out if uh, yeah, find out well, if Boogie's starting, go clay, clay bo- props. There you go. Yes. Yeah, that's a good throwback to our American numbers, uh, Arturo, our guest from the uh, finals preview. He was dead on that the uh, that Boogie Cousins is a uh, is a is a perfect complement for Clay's Clay's game, setting screens, etc. Uh, and uh, so if you yeah if you see Clay is is uh, is starting and is supposedly ready to go, uh, and Boogie's in the starting lineup, then that makes uh, that makes for a nice little little combo there because for whatever reason Boogie Cousins helps Clay hurts stuff. Go figure. Um, anyway, uh, I may just sit and let my, uh, my Warriors position accrue a little value in games three and potentially even game four. Yeah. 
before coming back on the wraps. I, I, and I still, I, nothing really has changed. My it would yeah, no surprise series. if it was not, nothing won after this. No, no, I'm, uh, we, we said it, we said it in the preview and I'm reiterating now. I'm expecting this thing to go back to Toronto Warriors up three, one at that point. I think game five is de facto game seven. I think the longer the series goes, oh, yeah. the more it tilts bent in favor of the of the Raptors. Uh, I think the more it comes down to you know who's the best player on the floor, the more you know Kawhi Leonard's impact is is key and, and paramount and fundamental fundamentally favors the the Raptors. And uh, and so you know I'm going to be swinging away on on uh, Raptors in five, six, and seven likely if uh, if we get there. So should be fun. You ready to do uh, oh, one other? And the only other, the only other. Well, I think we have one, one more story. The Jeopardy guy lost. I have no. I, just, I, I could which, not. I, I wish I could tell you how little I, I care didn't about really. That. I really. I, I can't even put it into words. Well, no, I, 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 but I think I, I think the big story is like Ravel making a shit deal of himself again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, hey, like, you want to spend? Like, I, I don't. Announcing I don't, it I really don't want to. It, it showed, barely, it showed it I, it. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I like Jeopardy. I wasn't in, as enamored as some people. It was it was a neat run, and I you know I followed Jennings' run back in the day too. I just I'm more like just getting the questions right myself. That makes me feel better about my myself. But no, I think the the main story is like Ravel arguing with randoms on Twitter over it. it showed this got showed at 10 a.m. in Mobile, Alabama. So it's been aired. I'm allowed to talk about this. It's news. <laughs> it's like you know. But eh. like, just the lack yeah. of self awareness. Like, and other other people had reported it too. But it's just like, look, well, I mean, yeah, but don't be a dink. Look, we've we've already spent too many words on Ravel on this podcast. That's not what we're about. I don't want to talk about it. But it, it is kind of crazy that he is cultivating this brand now of just getting dragged online. Like, it. it I don't know what his. I don't know how this happened. But now that's like a thing. Like and and uh, I don't know that you come back from that. I don't know how you rescue it, um, but he certainly does not seem to be taking um, the aspects of his jobs related to learning about the world of gambling very seriously. So um, that's uh, that's a shame. Shame for him. But, no, uh, I've, I've, I DM'd him. I DM'd him my phone number. I DM'd him my phone number. Me and the kids are gonna watch Old Geller. He, fuck, he fucked up Cal. Tomorrow. He fucked up our guy Cal. If he, if he wants, too. if he wants to he, call. He yeah, fucked if, up if Cal's he wants to call too. the kids, I forgot about and tell that. them how old Yeller ends. Yes, shout out to they get to watch it. Shout out to our that, that'll prove. Yeah, I mean, shout, shout out, out to, to Cal. good friend of the pod, Cal, for getting uh, the Ruiz fight ends in round seven through nine correct at uh, at an incredible payoff, and uh, and Fair not getting not not getting fair credit online for it. That was kind of a shame because that was all him. I think it was 50, was it fifty to one? It was like hundred to win five thousand, wasn't it? It was a good number. It was a great great play. Great play by Cal. Yeah, Good job. Great job by you. That's the, that's the kind of that's the kind of uh, uh, that's the kind of play someone who owns a miniature horse makes. You know, that's the that's the kind of play that uh, that someone who uh, uh, who has a butler makes. You know, like that's that's a that was a good that was a good. Good play. He um, did. He he did. He failed to cash his Adam Scott ticket this weekend, though. Oh, that's true. That's true. I will. I will, I will throw that did, down. On was him. was Adam Scott close? Can't play. He was. was he Scott. was darn close. How close was? I feel how like close he got second he? place. Oh, second? Who got? I first? don't know. Like a, a shot or two. Who got first? Uh, I, the Cantlay. Cantaloupe. Patrick Cantlay. Pat oh Cantlay. man, dude, did anyone call that? I didn't hear anyone say. Pat yeah. Cantlay. My, my matchups. <laughs> my matchups did so bad, though. I think like, that <laughs> you broke even. Outright, just barely. It covered. Yeah, it like broke even for, which oh, is shit. which is better than nothing. 
that's better than nothing. Yeah, we got U.S. Yeah. Open. We got U.S. Open in like two weeks here. Hey, plus you money, plus money, weekend. buddy. I had no idea, man. I just I, I thought I heard someone talking about uh, Cantley was a good look at the U.S. Open this weekend, but that uh, apparently that's next weekend. Canadian uh, Open. Do you think Cant? Do you think Cantley carries this this form through and uh, performs well at the U.S. Open, or do you think Brooks uh, pockets another uh, major? Probably not Brooks. I don't right? know. I haven't even looked at the. I haven't even. Three, yeah, I haven't even three, the US, three U.S. Opens got, in a row. I can't. Yeah, I can't get ahead. Ludicrous. Can't get ahead right. of myself. Well, let's let's. We'll we got the Canadian our, Canadian well, yeah, Open we'll, first. We're we're we'll, on to Cincinnati. Yeah. We're well okay, and, and, but but uh, there is one other major sporting event that's dominating my life right now, and that's the French Open. Have you been watching some of this? It's been fucking great. It has been great. It has been great. The men's side, especially, it's been. And you know what? It's been so good in part because we haven't had good men's slam in a really long time. It has been a really long time since we've had good competitive matches early, you know, before we got to like the like one good final or one good semifinal, right? Like it's been the men's men's uh, slam quality has been poor over the last probably like eight slams. This well, no, and especially when you compare great. it to the WTA. But yeah, the women's yeah, when, side When has you been compare fire. it to some of these the runs, like side has been the, the Sloan run at the U.S. Yeah, the Sloan run yeah. at the U.S. Open. Yeah, you had, uh, last year at the oh, French Open Ast- was amazing. Ostapenko at the Ostapenko French. was amazing. Yeah, Muguruza. Yeah. at Wimbledon was incredible. Like, or Adrian Kerber last year at Wimbledon was incredible. Yeah. Wozniacki at the Aussie. was so good. That was so good. That yeah. was so good. It's um, funny how I can remember Osaka, all those. Osaka, and then all the men. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. And then the men's are just like, oh, you know, Nadal won the French, Roger won on grass, and yeah. And so it goes. Djokovic won, won three in a row. Yeah. 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 They have not, the drama has not been there. The entertainment value has not been there on the men's side in large part due to the dominance of the big three. Uh, but. Here we sit with uh, some just absolutely spectacular matches to this point in the French Open. Sissipas uh, Vavrinka was incredible. Uh, we had uh, we have Zverev. Uh, Zverev Fanini was pretty intense today. There was some pretty amazing uh, points in that one, um, and uh, it's setting up for some pretty spectacular. Uh, what was it? Oh, Pear Pear Nishikori was great. Who knew Pear? Was going to put together an incredible round four performance in the French Open. That was fantastic. Um, and uh, Dominic team looks to be turning it on at just the right time. Uh, conditions Boy, are going to yeah, get any 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 handicapping tips you you picked up from what we've seen so far and where we go from here. The the weather's supposed to turn, and that's going to put this thing on its head, right? Yeah, I feel like I feel like, and this is such a stupid thing to even try to predict, but I can just feel it in my bones. We're going to have like a really tense match that's in the fourth or fifth set where we end up with a rain delay or a dark delay that turns it into the next day and it's going to be big news. And those are always super tense and fun to like try to predict. And it's almost like halftime betting on tennis because you get the whole day or, you know, making it like cricket or something where it's a two day affair where you yeah. get the next day. Like, you know, this guy's, this guy's going to come back down 1540 yeah, on, right. you know, on serve you gotta come back after sleeping all night and warming up again and coming back into this match those are those are always wild you see you see that a lot here just they don't have lights they end it's up the having dumbest, to stop it's the dumbest times. Thing. usually they're pretty it's good the about, they are good about stopping you know they're good about stopping early so you don't end up on a point like that in the yeah, you know, they, middle of a game yeah but I, I feel like the weather's the weather's gonna do it to us and we're gonna have some 
some fun ones like that. Otherwise, the matchups are just going to be awesome. It doesn't matter who comes out of that second part of the the top half to face Snow. That'll be a great match. I think it'll probably be. I mean, who do you think it just? I mean, team continues to play well. Do you give Zverev a fight I mean, chance against Snow at all? Yeah. I mean, he's played well, but he's played a lot more tennis, and that is the problem. Like we we said, like this has been a good tournament, and then I kind of made the point that uh, you know all the big names have won all the other tournaments for a few years, and it's not like that's gonna change. I don't think that's gonna change this year. It's yeah. just that the the undercard matches the the round of the fourth round, the quarterfinal. We're gonna have good semifinals. Like those matches should be really good too going forward. But yeah. it's still probably going to be Noel and Rafa in the final. It's just they've had red carpets rolled out for them. They've played qualifiers and lower quality opponents. They haven't played any seeds yet, I don't think. It's it's been it's been pretty easy on them. Whereas like Sasha played a couple of pretty long matches. He's played a shitload of tennis. It goes for basically all the other all the other players who aren't Rafa and Noel. Like uh, that's just part of the deal. And you end up with longer matches on clay. It's just longer points, long rallies. Then all of a sudden, shit, we've been playing for five hours yeah. in the Parisian heat. And now I got to go face the best player in the world in two rounds. Like you're sometimes you're just fucked. Yeah. Right. Right. It's true. Uh, so Zverev, like he's been playing, but back. Still very much playing looking a, forward to it. yeah, Zverev's been playing a baseline exchange kind of game, which does not especially lend itself well to competing with Djokovic. Uh, so I'm, but I, I really want him to take some, some of Djokovic's legs, uh, Djokovic. I don't love, I don't love his, uh, his chances if it goes long, like he's got, he's, he's, he's playing, he's dangerous as hell. He's the best player in the world right now. There's no denying that. Uh, I don't know, um, you know, how he's going to fare against a player like Rafa in, in the, in the final, uh, if he gets there, but I'm, I'm hopeful that, uh, Zverev can take some of his legs drag that one out a little bit and then um and then that gives team a better of shot because I'm, I'm obviously like i'm financially invested in team to a pretty decent degree right now and I, I really need him to make the final in order to extract some value out of my positions on on team uh and he looked great today he pounded your boy he put him in a world of hurt uh and i think a lot of that had to do with the conditions to be honest with you if it was faster if it was drier yeah. i think monfi is a lot more dangerous I was afraid we'd get a little of that Monfils where he, he, he was doing his thing where he goofs off a little. And like, I feel like when he knows he's beat, he's beat. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have that mental fortitude say, Oh, I can beat someone who's better than me today. Where that, that might just be as far as scale Monfils ever makes it, I guess. Yeah. Which God bless him. I still love him. Yeah. He's a great guy. Great fun. And, uh, it was fun. And yep. It, yeah, fun run, fun run for him. Just ended at the hands of of the second best clay player in the world right now, who presumably can beat Djokovic. I hope. Uh, we'll see. I'm 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 nervous about team my team future. I don't. I feel like I, I'm going to take a, a loss on that one. Uh, it's oh, going sure. to it's going to be tough to extract any value out of that. Um, I might just be trying to cover my ass as best I can live in that Djokovic match if he can win the first set or something. Uh, okay, let's. <laughs> You think Rafa still, or do you think Joker, Joker can beat him in the final? The official predictions, because actually, you know what? You don't have to make an official prediction now, because we should uh, we should reach out to uh, your Ball Boys co-host and do a do a tennis periscope this week. Does that sound like fun? 
We absolutely should do that. We will do that. I'll save my I'll save my hot tennis takes for that. Okay. But other than that, yeah. Cool. It's, it's been a lot of fun watching tennis during the day. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, the French Open's been good, and I'm excited for grass season. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a lot more into tennis uh, once we get out of the NBA. You know, the M- NBA has kind of derailed my my love for betting tennis day in day out over the course of the spring, just because I've been you know, so in the zone on, uh, on the professional basketball league, just in, that, the, uh, yeah, just in yeah. the zone. Yep. Just cranking out. Well, and, you know, and the, the true, the true uh, topic, and we kind of went all over here of this podcast, you know, we don't, we don't mean to get into too many niche sports there with the boxing jeopardy, golf, tennis, like we're, we're going to dive right into the world's most popular sport. Yes. Let's kind do of. it. Yes. Kind of. Uh, U- UEFA Nations? I mean, I don't know if women's soccer is a little UEFA uh, Nations League, yeah. Um, no, that's a, you, we did bury the lead. Today's the, the entirety of uh, the work that we put into producing today's podcast, uh, at least on my behalf, was uh, preparing for the Women's World Cup. Uh, I love, 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 love international uh, sporting events of this magnitude uh world cup women's world cup olympics like inject it i I love it i don't care next next year this time i can guarantee you we are going to do a euro uh 2020 deep dive i promise you because i i when we get to this when we get good soccer cameras on for that oh yes i i already can't wait i'm i'm i and you better believe i'm i'm making notes i'm watching euro 2020 qualifying uh, over the course of the next month and change as well, so I'll be prepared for that. But when we get to this this point and we're doing these, um, you know, these international competitions, they're super fun to handicap. They're super fun to watch. Uh, I've watched a lot of women's soccer, international soccer, over the course of my lifetime. Would you say the same for yourself? You get into the U.S. women's national team every uh, every time they're in the Olympics, or every time they're in the World Cup. You say, well, yeah, I watched I watched the World Cup matches because it, it's especially back in the day when it was. And I mean, they're still very good. They're still the favorite, uh, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves, but it was always fun. Like when the other teams weren't quite as caught up when we yeah. just beat the piss out of some of these other teams. That was, <laughs> piss, it made, it made you really proud yeah, to be an American. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry about your soccer team that you started like two years ago. <laughs> like, we have all the good players right now. We're going to just run through this. Who's your, who's your I think favorite? we've won the most who, World Cups. Yeah. Who's your all-time favorite women's women's soccer player? Oh, Brandy Chastain. That's the first time I ever saw a bra. What? No, stop. No way. Oh, I mean, I grew up on Mia. I grew up on Mia Ham. Mia like, Hamm, she was, for sure. she yeah, was yeah, it yeah. back in the day. Yeah, she was yeah, the she was, she was a star. Yeah, she was the jam. Um, how about um, – uh, okay. I kind of had the hot ropes. Oh, who got it? <laughs> unceremoniously dumped off the team anyway. Yeah, she has kind of a wild story. We'll have to dive into that at some point. Um, okay, so let's talk Let's talk about Women's World Cup. Let's handicap this tournament. The 2019 Women's starts descend on Friday. France. They descend onto France. France has never hosted the Women's World Cup, have they? No, nope. they have not. Uh, France is France's kind of professional Yeah, prof- France's professional women's team uh, is about four cycles old, four w- World Cup cycles old. Uh, and as far as I know or can tell, they haven't really ever won anything of note. Um, although, 
it's worth noting that in France, you have uh, the world's most successful women's professional team. The uh, team from Lyon uh, is uh, what three time Lyon defending three time defending UEFA Champions League uh, title holders in uh, in France uh, and in yeah, in Europe. Um, dominated the uh, Champions League final. Well, it was a couple weeks back. Beat the pants off uh, Barcelona. Yeah, they. It got me excited, like, oh, this chick that's really good at soccer, and uh, I'm excited to watch her in the World Cup. And yeah, oh, same exact story. Yeah, no, no, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah let, let me take it. Yeah, yeah, so, so I, so I check out the uh, the women's Champions League final. I see this uh, Norwegian chick just absolutely lighting the world on fire. I look up and I'm like, oh, she won the Balloon Balloon d'Or Le Femina. Like, that's that's pretty cool. Like, oh, this is like, I wonder if there's any value on Norway. Uh, to do anything in the women's world cup i checked the odds and i'm like oh my god that's the price on norway and they're gonna have the best woman in the whole tournament like by a mile like this is crazy like should we just be hammering norway you know should just jam this and uh and so i'm like actually you know what i better do a little research make sure that make make sure this uh this price isn't uh isn't influenced from some other for some other reason uh and the very first content i come across is a brilliant uh kind of setup of the whole you know framing of the whole um, uh, the framing of the whole tournament uh, from uh, a woman who does a soccer podcast uh, focusing on women's soccer. And uh, the first thing they talk about is Ada Heidenberger is not playing in the Women's World Cup. Best player in the world. Plays for Norway. Norway's in the World Cup. She's not playing. No one knows why. Uh, is this the most bizarre story you've heard in you know sports? It's getting read, virtually yeah. no coverage. I read... Four different I, – I wrote down I, – I don't even know where I wrote this down because eventually it became stupid. There was four different articles that listed, like, four different reasons. One just said, like, no one knows why. One <laughs> said equality. One said she – one said she didn't like the coaches. One said she didn't like the coaching style and the, the style of play and the strategy that we're using. So even the people that, like, cover this sport for a living – don't really know why she's not playing. She, I mean, there will be people that say she's, you know, there's no one that'll argue that she's not a top three player in the world. There are a couple other girls that you could argue that are, are very good players that you could qualify as a best player. But I mean, she just won the champions league. She just won the blue door. Feminine. It's, it's, it's hard to argue that the, the world cup will be better without her. So it sucks. It sucks for the, the country in Norway because yeah, I think maybe they wouldn't be one of the top favorites, but right now they're 35 to one. They have some decent players, but I mean, they're not even their second favorite in their group, just based on the fact that South Korea and Nigeria aren't very good. They'll probably make it out. How's that work? You get two out of the group, right? Yeah. Two out of the group. And then there are, there's like a round Robin for the yeah. place qualifying. Yep. Um, so it is. It is. No, no. I think. I think that was. A, that was a good breakdown. Uh, weirdly, and and well, I, you know, as far as I can tell, um, the base. It's re, it's on the basis of uh, you know, and I think kind of the main politics that surround uh, women's soccer internationally is they don't get paid very well, uh, and you know, for for participating on your national team, it's you're expected to basically give up an enormous amount of your you know your your life and career uh to be a part of it and you get compensated not very fairly and so i think it's it's a professional decision based on money um and i think women's soccer players in general that's like kind of maybe the number one problem issue politic wise um the second best women's player in the world also not in this tournament 
uh, and at least second best women's player in Europe. Uh, Denmark, uh, the woman from Denmark, Denmark's not in. So uh, they, you know, that, that's that's kind of wild that uh, two of the top uh, worldwide players will not be be represented in uh, in the women's World Cup. It's like uh, Messi and Ronaldo were both, uh, for whatever reason, not participating. Um, but uh, so be it. The um, opens the door. Make, it, it, you know what it does? It makes things wide open. It makes this whole tournament wide open, in my opinion. Um, and uh, yeah, do you, what do you want to start? Do you want to do like a little? Yeah, and, and the money, the money thing, the money thing too. Like the, the money is pretty shitty for some of these smaller countries, and it just sucks. That's what your budget is for that. But like. Uh, I think someone I read like that Hegerberg, she makes like half a million dollars a year at yeah, uh, right. Lyon. So right. Pretty it's important hard to, does not get it's hard to <laughs> playing for free. It's, yeah, it's, it's and, uh, you and boy, have we hit on a women's soccer conspiracy theory? Like, are, is Lyon just shoveling her some money? Like, Hey, oh. we'd like to win it. We'd like to win again next year. Maybe don't go play, you know, 10 matches <laughs> in France. It's, Which but is it's funny. Her but home, at the her home stadium, at, yeah. most part of it. I know. That's what I was gonna say. Like the Lyon home stadium is is like they're they're having the final there. They're having a bunch of the uh, the bigger matches are being played in Lyon. So I, it is. It's kind of crazy that she's not uh, that she's not doing this. Yeah, that's weird. But uh, so, if it's you know, well, let's you know, talk odds. Let's talk odds. Who? Yeah. Let, let's talk. Let's break this down. Let's let's where, make where some you, money on Where this are you thing. looking at? Um, let's. You want to talk outright prices first, or do you want to go a little bit of group let's, by group snapshot and save outrights for the end? I mean, start, start all right. Let's just talk about like who's because I I think like a lot of people outside of the U.S. I think a lot of people don't even know like who the other favorites are. Okay, I'll I lay think. out the I'll, I'll I'll lay this out then. Um, you effectively have co-favorites for this tournament: USA and France, um, both in the ballpark of three to one. France is a little bit a uh, little bit better price if you look hard enough out there. Uh, France is the host country, and that is primarily why they are so favorably priced. There's really not a lot of other great reasons. As I mentioned as we were setting this up, they haven't won a whole heck of a lot uh, on the international stage to this point in their program's career. Uh, So if they were to win this World Cup, that would be a huge step forward for the program. Uh, USA, on the other hand, defending champs. Uh, so it's not entirely unsurprising. Then, and clearly, USA, the you know top to bottom, the most successful women's uh, national program on the world stage uh, to this point in history, and it's not particularly close. Uh, their their World Cup win in uh, in Canada in twenty what was that twenty fifteen I guess was pretty exciting. Um, the amount of uh, energy and excitement for you know for the women's World Cup. Uh, and the U.S. national program is always very, very serious and very, very real in America. Um, the reason America shines on the international stage, in my opinion, is that we have the best youth development program by far uh, of any of the countries participating in women's soccer. Um, and uh, and, and that lends itself to the uh, – yeah, a lot of, we have a lot of people, and we do a good job identifying and curating that talent into an international program that yep. uh, is, is capable of being the best year in, year out – uh, no matter where they hold the tournament, so it's it's not crazy that the USA and is, you you is talked about 2015 in Canada too. Um, that was that was the only only time before this that they had the full field of 24. Before that, it was 16 for a while, and I think I, I think it was even less when they first started it. But uh, so I think you can even uh, I don't I don't even know I didn't do the research to look if they even played like any extra matches, but 
the field is bigger now. I think it's more of an accomplishment to win when there's more than yeah. They had twelve teams in it. Our first year we won it. There was twelve teams. Like um, you know, whoop to do, I guess. But hey, still, you still won the World Cup. Um, and you, you talk about not a team not being a close second. Germany's won it twice, twice in a row too. Although the for France era, USA is the only team to ever win it on home soil. So. Aha. Suck Good at stuff. Germany and Suck at Germany China. and China. Yes. Um, okay. So, and Canada too. Canada did not win it on their home. So we beat them. Um, the, uh, okay. So in fact, you look at the I'm price sure on USA, good. you look at the price on us. Are we sure they're good? Uh, you look at the price on USA at plus 300. And, um, while I, I have kind of two very, very, um, divergent takes on this <laughs> uh plus 300 is probably the most generous price you've seen on the usa ever uh for a world cup uh they are usually much more prohibitive favorites than this um back in 2015 if i remember correctly they were about even odds to win the tour the tournament um they were even odds to win the gold medal in uh in in rio in 2016 uh and um you know i think the fact that they're plus 300 is pretty uh so you know it's pretty generous price at the same time, this ain't your this ain't your mommy's uh, women's World Cup national team. There is a lot of uncertainty surrounding this squad. Um, most notably, I have written down here: Hope Solo ain't the goalie anymore. They have a completely unproven goaltender. Uh, clearly, you know, at least from what I can tell, not you know, not necessarily one of like the premier goaltenders in the world. Um, maybe she emerges in this World Cup and puts on a show and makes me eat my words there. Um, but <clears throat> you don't have the experience and goal that we have had for international competitions in years past combine that with if we have any weakness on this squad in terms of depth in terms of skill it's at the uh it's at the uh halfback position uh we do not have particularly good left or right backs uh there's a little bit of um you know kind of a drama unfolding in terms of uh coach what's the coach's name jill ellis uh she is kind of been reaching, searching, scrambling, figuring out what to do with the uh, the left back position. <clears throat> I think uh, it's it's going to be something that the team USA is going to have to figure out in the group stage uh, what they are doing defensively uh, and uh, in order to do well in the knockout stage. Um, is all of this stuff uh, compatible with what you're hearing, what you're reading, and, and your research on the U.S. Women's National Team? Yeah. They're gonna have to score. Like, They're gonna have to score with really? a little bit of suspect, yeah, with semi-suspect backline and then a new goalie. Which, I mean, she's on the U.S. Nationals senior team. Like, she's not bad. She can't be. A, hopefully, she's not bad. That's gonna be super bad for the U.S. She's not good, but she's less proven. She doesn't have the the caps experience. So hopefully the uh, hopefully the offense is clicking on all cylinders and we don't have to worry about that sort of thing and like oh, god i was gonna make fun of you for saying we and now i'm saying we. <laughs> you know, the extreme the extreme jingoism we're just fully fully immersed in we're getting our our kits we're getting our flags we get women's u.s soccer scarfs or whatever soccer people wear but no that that's kind of what i've read We've done a little research this week, looked into things. I listened to some soccer podcasts even, and, yeah, that is uh, that is the scary part about uh, taking any stake in the U.S. even. And I'm seeing plus 350 at some books. But, uh, yeah, if the defense and the goalkeeping isn't solid, 
if we have to keep up with uh, a bunch of goals pouring in our way, it's going to be a problem. Maybe not in the you know round robin in the group stages, but once you get to the knockout, I mean, because right away you talk about France being one of the favorites, like just the way things line up with the groups and the draw. Uh, the U.S. and France could face each other fairly soon, like quarterfinal soon. So it could be yeah. a problem to play a tough team right away. Yeah, it really could be. Um, USA can score, though. It's worth noting. Uh, the stars, stars, you're going to want to have, you know, kind of circled. And actually, what's what, what's crazy is we, we better do a reset. 2015, the lasting moment, in my mind, of the final is uh, one Carly Lloyd put on an absolute show. She went to goal, like, bananas she scored a hat trick uh in the final final uh you know in the title title match uh and uh i look looked around at some of the previous you know some of the last couple of uh friendlies that the u.s u.s women have been playing she's coming off the bench now um it was a surprise i would say you know one of your veteran leaders in your team and and presume you know the mvp of the uh the 2015 world cup uh for your squad is now a bench player she's quote-unquote super sub uh, they will be bringing her in for offense in games where they are not getting what they need offensively, uh, I suppose. Um, but that was a surprise. So um, you're gonna have to learn some new names because uh, uh, Carly Lloyd, unlikely to be your hero this year for Team USA, uh, best player on the team, as far as I can tell, Tobin Heath. Uh, she's got a damn decent resume in this run-up of. Um, of games from 2018, 2019. Um, she plays in the, uh, you know, U S uh, women's professional soccer league where she's one of the better players. Um, she's a very creative player. Um, you know, impossible to understate, you know, how, how her ability to translate, uh, on the international, uh, stage, especially with some of the, uh, uh, some of the competition they have in group, like their opener against Thailand. I would expect a lot from Tobin Heath in this one. Um, gosh, man, a lot of other names on this, on this roster who are expected to be uh, uh, huge contributors that I am not really familiar with. Uh, striker Alex Morgan is maybe the only other one I truly recognize. She's got a hundred uh, career she's my goals. Girl. She, and she is, um, yeah, she is a, uh, uh, you know, she is a star through and through. But uh, I don't know what her contributions. I don't know what to expect really, contribute you know, contribution wise, because a lot of re- you know, like the reason I've heard at least the reason Carly Lloyd is you know coming off the bench now is that they play a different way. Like the the current kind of uh, you know philosophy behind the team is you know we want creative uh, you know playmakers. We don't want people who are just kind of you know, have a single minded, you know, get the ball to the goal, score a goal. Like there's a much broader kind of strategy at play now. And I'm not hundred percent sure how a player like Alex Morgan fits into the new strategy. Um, similarly, Megan Rapinoe, like she's obviously, you know, huge, huge uh, name and star. Um, but she's had ACL injuries recently. Um, you know, it's, she's 33 at this point. Tough to say if she's going to be much of a contributor, but she'll be out there, I suppose. Um, yeah, so it's going to be basically. There's just going to be a hell of a lot of. It's kind of. It's kind of like it makes me think players. of the Brazilian squad, like the Marta. Like some of the, some of these players are getting old, and you yeah, think about that, and you're like, well, I suppose it's been it's been it's been four damn years. Yeah, like you you do age quite a bit between World Cups. It's true. Four years is a long time. That's my math lesson math lesson for the day. 
Yeah, right. Like Mbappe, will you still be a teenager come next World Cup? No, like no, no way. Um, doesn't change France's chances. They're still going to be damn good. Uh, the um, the yeah. So basically, the overall in the you know the overall perception I get of this U.S. Women's World Cup team is one of transition. There's new players in important roles. There's holes, uh, and there are important old older players who, you know, are leaders on the team who their contributions are going to be uh, diminished relative to what we've seen in the past. So it's, you know, I think, you know, in years past, the group stage was kind of an afterthought for the Team USA. This year, I think they have to perform fairly well in group uh, to kind of get their shit together before the knockout round. Because as we said, they are, um, they're co-favorites with France. And if you look at the way the knockout stages are seeded, uh, France and the USA would play in the quarterfinals. So one of your two co-favorites is extremely unlikely to be here in the semifinals. Uh, and that uh, that should open things up value-wise, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and I will say too is if we do see and we should see that quarterfinal match, I think maybe another slight advantage for the U.S. is that Sweden is a tough team. The USA has Thailand and Chile in their group who are not really expected to do much anything, but Sweden's a tough, a tough, uh, a tough squad. Who's played us tough in the past. Whereas France is playing Nigeria, South Korea, and Norway, who doesn't have their tough player, their top player. Like France might not be tested before they get to the U S where the USA might actually have had a real match to play. So I don't know how much you subscribe to that theory of, you know, someone just cruising through and not being tested and then getting thrown into an actual competitive match against the U S I think that could be a big detractor for me from thinking about backing France at home. I'm out on France. I have to say I'm out on them. Like they haven't done anything. They've never done anything like their best ever finish in a world cup is fourth. Um, They've only appeared in four World Cups. Their best ever finish in a European Championship is the quarterfinals. Like I, I just, I'm, I'm always kind of one that's a subscriber of if you are on a stage of this magnitude and you've never done it before at any level internationally, like you know, you're it's it's going to be much much tougher than people perceive. And I have no idea what home home field is really worth because there's a lot of other good European teams. I mean, like, like what's yeah, so I special think, about France that Germany doesn't have the same advantages playing in their oh, times? Oh, no, and exactly. Their, their I, region, think, you know? I think you start looking at value there, and it's like you said when you said, I'm out on France. That's the same way I start to approach things when you're looking at futures. Um, I mean, big shout-out to my boy, Big Ten Watto. That's how we look at tennis stuff. We just start crossing off names, but like, yeah, they can't do it, especially at that price. But uh I mean, England's price is always just dumb, I think, in any international competition <laughs> for men or women. Like, the, the, that number always just gets beat up because there's so many – every punter in every pub in Surrey oh, and, of course. and Avon upon Thames is yeah, going to bet on England. Yeah, this is legitimately – this is legitimately fade the public. Not that, the, not yeah, that England isn't like – yeah, like not, not that like England isn't – yeah. They're a decent team, but they shouldn't be 6-1. to one. They shouldn't be on the same price as Germany. Um, Australia's price has got beat to pass now because they're everyone's trendy, dark horse. Um, Brazil, even at 25-1, I'm completely out on them. They've, you know, you can say, oh, Brazil, they're good at soccer. I think they've lost like nine straight matches. Yes, um, they Japan, are really hurting. Traveling, Japan, 
Japan traveling to Europe is a fade for me. And I mean, it just kind of, it does leave a few other European teams, like you said, that just looking up and down the list, I'm looking at Germany, Netherlands, Sweden. Yeah. You know if any of those names tickle your fancy? Didn't mention Australia. No, I said like they're down. Do you see that they're down to eight to one? What? They are? Yeah, at, at Bookmaker they're plus eight seventy, and they they don't have. I mean, you, you know, I can say I'm out on Brazil, but they still outside of Jamaica, their group is Brazil and Italy. Like it's it's kind of three teams all in the same on the same boat as far as wow. skill level. Australia was 28 to one last week when I first looked at this, they're down to eight seventy. Holy yeah, no, they're, they're shit. everybody's everybody, everybody's everybody and their sister that bets, um, women who's, who's betting the early number on women's world cup futures. Uh, somebody is, I'm sure. Um, so, uh, okay. So let's, 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 let's back that up a second. Uh, Australia, uh, okay, actually, you know what? This is. You, I think you set that up well. I, and, with, and I tell I mean, you what, I'm in, I'm I in found it at a different book, nineteen to one at a different book. Oh, hallelujah! Which so, book? And boy, sportsbook.ag. And boy, no five times. And boy, boy howdy, we it. we harp on this, but shop. shop. I mean, if shop. that wasn't the ultimate, you shop. better fucking shop around. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because yeah, I don't know what yeah. what can you get. What can you get down on it at five times? That was probably like a fifty dollar limit or something stupid, right? Nah, we'll check it out later. Um, anyway, anyway, I think you set that up fairly well. Uh, there are reasons to be very skeptical of England. There are reasons to be very skeptical of Japan, uh, and then Brazil, and uh, and some of the some of the more common names. There are reasons to kind of you know ask yourself: Is there is this really a team that can win uh, the knockout stage? I think uh, I think you can absolutely leave Germany, Netherlands, and and uh, <clears throat> and Australia in the discussion, and all three have a very specific tactical advantage of being likely being on the bottom half of the knockout draw, uh, which means you're not competing with USA, you're not competing with France to get to the finals. Uh, you can let USA knock France out. You don't have to worry about them in the semis. You just got to win your bottom half, and then you get a fresh crack at Team USA, <clears throat> and presumably their untested goalkeeping and center and backfield uh, in the uh, in the finals. Um, <clears throat> Germany, Netherlands, Australia. We'll recircle back on all those and why the why those are the case. Let's talk about the groups a little bit. Sound good? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's just go from the top. Quick group, group A. a. France, 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 win. France, yeah, France wins. France wins. France wins. Yeah. Uh, they are playing Norway, South Korea, Nigeria. Only things I have noteworthy here. I think South Korea is an over team. Uh, the way that they play pace wise and their strategy for uh, for just playing soccer in general, I think lends itself to the over. I have the over three circled for the opening match in France versus South Korea. I think that has a chance to be uh, a pretty entertaining, high scoring match. Um, and uh, other notes that I have on Group A: Norway, no. Ada, but they've done fairly well in the run-up leading up to this without her. I think they do have a relatively deep squad, and I do expect them to go through with France as the second qualifier. And uh, and the note I have here for Nigeria, probably the best nickname. Probably the best nickname of all of the women's soccer teams. They are the Super Falcons, uh, and that is fucking cool. Um Atlanta should rebrand themselves as the Super Falcons. That's much cooler than the regular Falcons. That is God super makes it cool. <laughs> I will just as I tend to do as I tend to do way 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 off topic. 
but uh, the local nine-man football team from back home came up here to play in the state quarterfinals against another tiny little town from somewhere in this area that I'd never heard of. I'd heard of the town, but I didn't heard of their team. And their mascot was the Super Larks, which Ooh. I almost had to cheer against my team at that point. I'm like, fuck, that's oh. a good name. Oh. And they beat, they beat the shit out of us. So. <laughs> um, and, and then also, for, you know, we talk about uh, Ada Hagenberg being, yeah. you know, on the Olympic Lyonnais team who just won the Women's Champions League. It's not like she's the only person on that team. Uh, That's what's true. It? Uh, Lesoma? Eugenie Lesoma? Yes. She's a, she's a forward for that team, too. She plays for France. Like, France, she's France has good. some yes. quality players. She's France and quality teams. Like that, that might be the way to handicap some of this. Look how many players on the national team play in the major European leagues. Not in yeah. the NWSL. Not in, you know, local stuff. European or club. China right. or, European club. You know, if, if, you, if you just start counting European club players that you have, because that's, that's the key. It, it's not like... Uh, you know, it's not like the men's World Cup where nearly everybody on the good teams will play for one of the you know five major leagues in the in the you know in Europe. There, some of these squads don't have a ton of European players. That's true. Um, so yeah, France wins Group A. Germany wins Group B. Yeah, let's talk about who else goes through though. You agree, Norway goes through. You, yeah, we're 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 yeah, oh, yeah. to write off South Korea and Nigeria. I think also Norway. Is, yeah, well, while, while we Norway, harp on Norway, like they're still a decent yeah. squad. They are. They're still good. They they won. They won some. They won uh, one of. They they continually win uh, this one prep European prep cup every year. That's in Portugal, where twelve teams show up and play like a round robin format, and then they all have first, second, third, fifth, all the way down to twelfth place. Uh, and they've won that five times. They are a good deep team, uh, and they may make their team that kind of you don't want to wind up playing uh, second in Group A in the knockout rounds if you can avoid it. That would be. Pre- preferable um that said uh group e germany proverbial favorites i have heard this and i have not substantiated it that germany is overrated uh they're relatively high in the fifa rankings um germany obviously a nation that is very well known for being good at football um but uh, i have heard that they're development program has kind of hit some speed bumps over the course of the last five years that uh, some of the most talented players have moved on and retired. Uh, they won the gold medal in Rio uh, for women's soccer kind of by default because USA got bumped out before the medal rounds uh, in weird fashion and uh, kind of left the door wide open for them, but they didn't have a great squad. They have a new manager. Most of the success of the German national team came under their previous manager, and they have a completely new manager that did not work out great for Spain, if I remember correctly, in the uh, last World Cup for the men's side. Um, and uh, I am – so I'm, I'm a little skeptical of Germany, but their outright price is pretty decent considering if you win Group B – as Germany and you're playing in Europe and you damn well should, then, um, then you have a pretty decent path once you get to the knockout rounds. Is that a fair read? Yeah. Favorable draw, good team, easy, pretty easy group. And then, yeah, being opposite us and France. I mean, that's super helpful. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, shop around there. I'm seeing, I think the best price I'm seeing on Germany is plus six twenty five right now. I'm still kind of trying to shop. Looking at uh, women's World Cup prices at all the sports books they can find, but uh, 
Um, plus 550 to plus 625 I'm seeing on them, and that's definitely something I'm probably going to – this goes back to the beginning of the contest or the beginning of the podcast, not contest, where we talk about um, some of this rack betting stuff. I'm not going big on much of this, but <laughs> I'm going to have a lot, of little, a lot of little degenerate bets over the next yes. – it's a month. It's a month of soccer. Like, for sure, I'm going to have a bunch of bets. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's just fun. I completely agree. So Germany, and then it's really tough to pick a second place out of Group B. Um, I think China is the right play. I don't probably. I think Spain has been. I think Spain has been way underpriced here, uh, or overpriced, I guess, depending on how you look at that. The um, they are plus three twenty-five to win. I think if you look at the schedule too. Yeah. China and Spain will play each other in the in the final. I don't know if I can find a too advanced price yet. I was looking for if that. You could find, I I really if you yeah, that. if you could find a, a China China to win the group right now is plus like thirteen. It's like thirteen to one to win the group, just yeah. because Germany is a prohibitive favorite. But if you, you could find it too advanced, it would be a pretty sweet price because Spain. Probably Spain would be probably about even money to advance. Yeah, China or an maybe exact, maybe an exact prop, maybe an exact prop. Germany one, exact, China yeah, two. Germany, China. Yeah, that because that yeah, I kind of might like, be able to hedge your way out even live because German or Spain and China play each other in the final match of the Sp- group stage. Yeah, right. So and Spain might be able, Spain, uh, might be able to find find your way out of that one. Right. Spain has Spain. We're traditionally a great soccer country, football country, whatever. Uh, they have some drama going on with that club, with that, uh, with that organization as a whole. I, I'm not buying them as a legitimate contender in this tournament. Um, and I won't be surprised if they don't make it into the knockout stages. Um, China, on the other hand, at least has a little bit of a legacy. They have not played well this year. That is one thing that is depressing their price enormously, but to their credit, they have played in Europe a ton. Like, like Andy, you mentioned it when we were off the top talking about the, um, uh, the outrights, we kind of had Japan circled as potential fade material because there is a relatively strong signal of um, teams from the Pacific Rim playing poorly in Europe. Teams from North America, South America play decently well, and teams from Europe obviously play well in Europe. And this is pretty, uh, pretty easy to translate across all international soccer, and the signal is clearly there for women's professional soccer. Uh, but I think China, to their credit, has done a damn decent job of trying to get reps in Europe over this last uh, six months. And, you know, granted, they haven't played well when they've been there, but uh, presumably it was to be prepared and, and uh, be ready for this opportunity. So that's that's something yeah, I've got to respect the, uh, the preparation. Yep. 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 So China. Um, interesting. Interesting. Group, group we'll C, look at Sam Kerr. Right Sam Kerr. Best player in this tournament. Yeah. By all accounts. Australia's Sam Probably. Kerr. Yeah. That's when I talked about other players that you can put yeah. in that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I think they've they've gotten some heat uh, or they've got they've caught some steam. People talking. Sam Kerr is probably the best player in the tournament. They're a very fun team. I think they might be an over team because I think they're going to score and give up a lot. I especially, agree. Uh, especially in, in, this, uh, in this group. This could be the most fun group. I, Just, uh, I with I'm gonna argue. I'm gonna argue Group E, but this one also look does look fun. I agree. Yeah, and we I talked about uh, Marta from Brazil. She's 
a legend, especially down there, but she's like 31, 32. She's getting a little long in the tooth, so I don't know if Brazil... And Brazil has lost a shitload of matches in a row. Jamaica, yep. fun story, super fun story that they made it, but I mean, they're out of their element here. They're even money right now and one of the books as a fun prop to even take a point in the group. Yeah, that doesn't that sounds so about right. Out of out of the three matches to even to even get a draw, they're even money in any any of these uh, group oh, stage matches. Yeah, let's tell let's uh, let's yeah, let's tell a fun story though, real quick. I forgot to mention in group B, the bottom likely last place team will be South Africa. Wild story about them. Did you hear did you hear the story? They uh they the team was like demanding like, hey, we were supposed to get reimbursed for uh, you know, travel that we paid for ourselves for the last tour we went to. And the South African government was like, oh, sorry, we'll get right on that. And then they promptly produced bills for all of their kits <laughs> and said, actually, not only do you not yeah. get reimbursed for this trip you went on, but you owe us money for your jerseys. Uh, so that is the state of women's soccer in Africa. And it's not good. Um, the uh, Jamaica, don't pay for themselves. Jamaica, on the other hand, uh, sponsored in large part by daughter of Bob Marley. Bob Marley's daughter, loving soccer, which is cool. Uh, Bob Marley, by the way, did you know he died of a soccer-related injury? Bob Marley loved soccer. He, he yeah. died of a soccer-related injury. Did you soccer's dangerous. So- yeah, soccer's dangerous, people. You, do you know the story? I don't know yeah. if you know the story. Oh, you do? Okay. No, I, yeah, I've heard you, he was, yeah, the, he was, yeah, no, he was I've playing, heard this story. Yeah, he was playing soccer. Someone stepped on his big toe. His big toenail fell off. He got uh, skin cancer in the spot where his big toenail fell off. Yeah. And they were like, uh, we're going to have to take your toe, buddy. And he was like, nah, man, Rasta religion says uh, I have to stay whole. Yep. Uh, and Lost so he ended fire, up dying. Man. He ended up dying of cancer because he wouldn't let them take his toe, which got cancer from a soccer injury. How wild. Um, so uh, Jamaica... Plus seventy. Plus, plus seventy five. Jamaica is seventy five to one to win Group C. I do not like that look. I, I died kind of, doing what he loved. I did place. Uh, he, yeah, that's exactly right. I did play uh, Australia to win Group C. Uh, it's at minus one ninety now. I think there's still value in that. I think they're substantially better than Brazil. I think Brazil is getting respect based on the name of the country, not based on the quality of their current roster. Uh, and I think uh, Australia does coast here on the back of their best player, Sam Kerr. And the the Matildas, the waltzing Matildas, what's the nickname for the uh, Aussies? The Matildas, it's right? Steve, and it, fun fun fact, that's Steve Kerr's niece. Are you serious? No, yeah, I just made that up. <laughs> that's not for real. That's not real. <laughs> like that, I know there, there was a ton of fun facts. That the, Bob Marley, the Bob Marley story was real. The South American women yeah, having to all pay that for other their stuff own kids was real. Uh, but uh, I thought uh, I could just I thought I could slip <laughs> in there, but yeah, no, good so. try, good try. Um, I think she is of Aboriginal descent, though, which is also very cool. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Australia gets yes. through. I um, think Italy's Italy's probably a team that you want to watch in that Brazil match, that Brazil Italy match. I bet you just looking at the two advance or at least or to win the to win the group prices. I think you're going to see some value. Future cast. Yes, to see. Yeah, yeah the, we're, in the, we're recording the, this on Monday. Yeah, we're recording this on Monday. This shit doesn't start till Friday. I feel like we're gonna see props, some more yeah. fun props during the week because sure. in the men's World Cup there was lots of that where you could get exact finish in these groups. And I'd love to get Australia first, Italy second. I'd love yeah, to get Germany, Germany first, first China, China second. Yes, I want to. I want to. Even if it. Even if it's like. Even if it's like really juicy, I'd pay minus two hundred, minus two fifty for France, Norway, one two. 
That like, great I'd call. put that in a parlay that's because a that, that's happening. That's a great and then, call. You want to slide down to Group D? Yeah. England-Japan is kind of a toss-up, huh? I mean, if if we're right, and if the fade on the Pacific Rim is real, Japan is the prime candidate for that because they did not do what China did in terms of playing a lot of prep in Europe. And so, if they are if they are hampered by the uh, by the travel, then you know that this could especially affect them in group play. Um, looking at how it breaks down, they start out with a softer first match against Argentina. Argentina likely the bottom tier of this group. Argentina is like a very, very, very new international team. Like they have not uh, really been tested at all. Uh, This is their very first ever World Cup. Um, And uh, they, but they have won uh, Copa America Feminina. So they have, they have won something. Um, oh, actually, I'm sorry. This is their third World Cup. I don't know why I thought this was their... Oh, this is Chile's first World Cup. We'll get to Chile in a second. Uh, this is Argentina's third World Cup, uh, but they've never made it past the group stage. Um, but they, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, they have won the uh, Copa America, but it's been a while. It's been since 2006. Um, so uh, I'm not expecting much from Argentina, which should give Japan kind of a soft landing there, um, playing in Paris uh, next week. Um the other interesting match, you got to feel for England Scotland. It's kind of like a, a little bit of uh, of, of fascinating rivalry like, there. Is the they share is, an island? Yeah, is the did grudge you know match that? there with the women? Yeah, yeah they do you they know do that? share an island? Um, God, Argentina's think, number is enormous. That's hilarious. It, um, it is. It's really yeah, I just don't. I haven't read a ton about Scotland. I don't think they're very good. Like England, while I said you know they, they might not be a threat to win at all, I don't like the Value-wise, their number is just too short. They, they still should probably win this group, and I don't think Scotland's going to trouble them too much just from what I've read. So uh, the, the real grudge match is in the next group. and I mean, it, it's the one you'd think for sure. Okay. I, I have Scotland circled as an under team just based on some of their results and what I'm seeing relative to some of the other ones. I, I, and England-Scotland, which is one of the first uh, matchups of the tournament, um, I kind of like the under there a lot, actually. I think they. I think. I, I think England and Scotland match up both well for uh, for underplays, uh, and uh, it'll be funny to see England choke a bunch in this World Cup again. Uh, Groupie, Canada, Netherlands, New Zealand, Cameroon. Very very fun group. Um, I don't have a fun fact about Cameroon, unfortunately, uh, but I'm sure they have beautiful uniforms. Uh, the African team. Who was the African team that we fell in love with in the men's World Cup? Uh, Senegal. Senegal, yeah, it was the lion, the the, oh, the, the mighty the lions. lions, yeah, yeah, um, the, yeah, the mighty lions. Oh god, that that was a fun team. Yeah, I wish there was an African team to back because I love backing an African team. Those guys are like they have really good fans, and like that was just, that was just super fun because I think it's the no super fun Falcons, watching Europe win all the I don't, time. I don't want to put, put any money on it, but I think the super yeah. Falcons are that team. Yeah, I mean the camp Cameroon would be fun to back. They've done some decent stuff. They've been runners up four times. You know, they're they're an old they're an old team. Like they've been around since 1991. They've been you know runners up a bunch in, in Africa Women's Cup of Nations. Uh, they've been to two World Cups before. Um, they've been to the round of six. They've qualified for the round of 16 before. Um, and so Cameroon would probably have been the ones to to circle. But uh, were it not for them drawing this just hellacious group 
with three other very, very good teams. Ooh, uh, ooh, where do you want to go? We, can we find the group of death? New Zealand? Group of death. Group E is the group of death, yes. Canada, group Netherlands, New Zealand. How do you handicap these three? I mean, we just talked a lot about earlier how the Netherlands price is pretty sexy. I think Netherlands comes out of the group one way or the other, whether it's yeah. just the winner or the runner-up to Canada. Yeah. And I like their outright price. I like their their front line. They look like a fun attacking team. That's the kind of team I like to back because I enjoy watching my team score a lot of goals. Mm, okay, I'm gonna put you on. Better, I'm, better. I'm, 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 I'm American, yeah. so I like yeah. soccer the, to score high. I want. Okay, I'm gonna I want 15 to eight. I like that. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Fuck, Mary, kill Canada, Netherlands, New Zealand. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, that, is, that doesn't even make sense. No, I mean, kill Canada. No, no yeah. disrespect. But, I mean, it's Canada. And I'm Minnesota. I'm from Minnesota. That's just Canada light. So they're kind of taking my shtick. And then, I mean, fuck New Zealand. Just, I think that'd be wild down there. They do that. Uh, do they do that? Do you think the women's team does like the dance thing? Uh, probably. You know, like the. Yes, they oh, do. Oh, I haka, love that. Haka, yeah, all blacks. I'm sure. I'm sure. They oh, do haka. that's the yeah. best thing about any New Zealand team, any Kiwi team that does that dance is okay in my book. And then, yeah, I'm marrying the Netherlands because I yeah. already did. My wife's Dutch. Uh, I knew you had a Dutch Dutch thing. I got you. Okay, so uh, Dutch to win Group E is minus one sixty. I've talked myself into that being a value play. Um, I kind of like. I have minus one thirty at Bookmaker. What did I say? Minus one sixty. I like minus one thirty. I, yeah. I, I okay. I, I'm sorry. I made the price minus one sixty. I'm sorry. I made the price minus one sixty. It's minus one thirty still. Uh, that is a bettable number in my Back opinion. I think the I think the Netherlands. Um, well, I had a bunch of notes down written down. I wasn't sure what number I was looking at, but I made it minus one sixty, uh, and it's minus one thirty. Netherlands. I like over Canada. Uh, Netherlands. I like over New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand and Canada. You want to talk a little bit about this grudge match that exists? They've got that, you know, they, there's been like kind of like a round robin of coaches uh, in, uh, among these teams. Uh, and, you know, the current New Zealand coach knows Canada very well. Uh, the New Zealand players don't like Canada. Uh, they've gotten knocked out by Canada a whole bunch in international competitions. This is this is a legitimate women's grudge match between the Kiwis and the Loonies. Uh, and I would say, yeah, they have like they have like each other's former coaches. Like they, they yeah. do kind of hate each other. It's yeah, it's wild because that's what you feel like. I, I heard about this on a podcast. Yes, I looked it up a little. It's 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 wild. Like the traditional Canadian QE grudge match. That's traditional. Not the rivalry I expected, but here we yep. are. Yep, that's right. And uh, and so the funny way this works out is Netherlands is number one there on home soil, effectively playing in um, in Europe. Uh, they are the current uh, Euro champs. Uh, they won the last iteration of the Women's Euro Cup. Uh, and um, they have some outstanding, outstanding uh, women's national players. Uh, some key contributors for Lyon uh, were on, uh, yeah, we're, we're from, we're of Dutch descent. Uh, and um, you, you, you look at the way that the group play breaks down. The second match is Canada, New Zealand. And then Canada, after coming off of that, uh, you know, likely physical, tough match then gets gets the uh, netherlands the netherlands strengths clearly they are um they're a very tactical team they have excellent set pieces uh and i feel pretty strongly about them being legitimate contenders in this competition they win group e the only problem is if you win group e in quarterfinals you're likely playing the winner of group c 
which would be Australia. So we are talking about a collision course between two of my favorite dark horses here in Australia and the Netherlands. Um, any final thoughts on gotta, uh, Group B, or do you, do you think that's how this breaks down? Netherlands, uh, Netherlands. No, I like that a lot. I'm, I'm fully on board. Um, I'm fully on board with the the Holland the Holland train. We're riding the orange. And okay. Canada, Canada to win the group is plus one seventy at a different book. You could totally, if you don't believe in New Zealand, you could arb some money there. Oh, we should be arbing. Oh, a four way market like that. We we that's not crazy. Okay, what? Do, but do you get the general sense from what you've studied and what you understand that Canada is a little overrated? Not as a country, but as a yeah, no team in sure. this tournament. <laughs> oh no, both. Oh, both. Okay. Yeah, there, there's a few teams that I mean, it just kind of—it's a weird market. How? I mean, same as the same as the World Cup. I think I learned a lot about that when we bet into the World Cup. I think name power and former results mean a lot more than maybe current form, just based yeah. on some of the prices. Yep, like, no these, some of these teams are, you know, comprised comprised of, uh, you know, very different rosters than former iterations. So yep. Keep that okay. in mind. Well, uh, Group F, uh, we got, uh, and while while I break set up Group F a little bit, uh, are there any USA. other fun? Are there any fun props USA. left? Like any fun props up yet? Like top goal scorer or uh, or golden ball winner or anything like that? Probably not, right? You, you haven't seen those yeah, in any of the books you're, you're looking in, across. If you're in Europe, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, you no, can I bet, mean, they're bet up in like Betfair and yeah, stuff. Yeah, bet yeah. Fair and shit. yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Group F USA is uh, is the overwhelming favorites. Second in Group F is Sweden, uh, and then rounding out the field is Chile and Thailand. Chile and Thailand. I mean, and just just on the basis of having Chile and Thailand in this group, it's the weakest group. Um, Chile. This is their first ever Women's World Cup, although they've had some kind of good results lately. I don't actually know if Chile's. They might be good. Um, they were runners up. In 2018, in Copa America Femine, Femi, Femimine, Fem, Femenina, Femine. <laughs> Femenina, uh, but this is their first ever World Cup. Um, you nailed that. Yeah, th- <laughs> thank you. Uh, they, I, I don't know. I don't think they're feisty enough to beat Sweden. Uh, Sweden is a fine team. Sweden, notably, there's bad blood between USA and Sweden. Uh, Hope Solo, currently not our goalkeeper because she talked shit about the Swedish coach and their tactics in the Olympics last time around. They parked, I think they were they probably parked their Ikea bus. They parked the Ikea bus uh, and uh, went, took that thing right to penalty kicks, which if you are a team that has solid defense, that is a very solid strategy for how you want to approach your knockout round uh, and team USA. They only scored one goal in the game. They should have scored more. That's on them. Uh, but hope solo went after the coach in the aftermath. And that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back because she obviously has a lot of other off-the-field baggage that they were tired of. Uh, and that was She's the last the we ever Mez- saw Mezzo Pope Zeal. Solo. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So um, USA wins Group F. Who Do you think Sweden, pretty high likelihood they go through? Or do you give Chile any kind of fighting chance? Thailand, I think, aside from Jamaica, likely Thailand, the worst no. team. Likely the worst team. What uh, you got an Asian handicap um, for me on no, for, uh, on USA Thailand first match for USA is against Thailand. Are we uh, are we perver- are we favorites in that one? We should be yeah, favorites. We're four. This is the best. We are four and a half goal favorites. Juice to the piss gills. Minus one thirty nine. <laughs> minus. 
And then the over, the over under in that match is five goals. So essentially, the I mean, the implied score is five nothing. I don't think anyone. Uh, there's one other match: Brazil Jamaica is a minus three. But for the opening matches, it's a lot of, you know, actually there isn't really a close match. I'm trying to find the closest matches: Australia Italy, with uh, Australia being about minus one seventy on the three way. Mm. Wow, there's a there's a lot of mismatches. This is a lot different than the the men's when you really get down to it. Well, yeah, I think yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is uh, yeah. There's a disparity between the top and bottom of these groups for sure, for sure. Uh, you know, the the different uh, confederations are not kind of you know as closely spaced as uh, as they are on the men's side, for, without a doubt. Um, spe- especially South America and Africa, as far as I can tell you. Um, that said, Thailand. Uh, you like them as a live dog at plus four and a half goals. <laughs> they lost to us in a friendly nine one. Uh, you know, my, my look on that one, I'm probably, I think, I think you, I'm going to take the over here. Take the over. I was looking at, I was looking actually yeah, at second, second half me. higher scoring. What do you think of that? Like first half USA kind of, they play, try to play keep away. They probably, they try to just not, lose composure of themselves in the second half against no away from I, no USA I think you, you try like to get up four goals. nothing and then sit yeah I think you try to get up four or five nothing in the first half and then sit your good players. Oh okay. I think that's the strategy. Bring you in, get, bring in some subs. Yeah bring in I, I don't know. I'm not a soccer strategist for a reason. What was the game what was the game in the last world women's world cup Germany have, Germany beat uh, Ivory Coast like ten nothing. Yeah. That was the most lopsided. Con- they are, yeah. They will, they will, they will take you straight to, uh, straight to the ghetto. Um, the, uh, yeah, the the overall uh, approach for a game like this is very tough to wrap your head around. But uh, I'm, I'm gonna make a play on it some way or another. USA versus Thailand. Uh, you think Sweden goes through second, second in Group F? Yes, I, yes, I do. Do you think that they're live at all? For if you're second place in Group F, that puts you on the opposite side of the draw from, uh, um, you know, from USA, of course, which is probably a good place to be. I think I think there's just too many highly offensive teams for them to pull that bullshit again. Yeah, that's a good point. You try try that shit. Try that shit versus my <laughs> Netherlands and see how that goes. Yeah, they'll kill you on a set piece. Good luck. Yep, you will be in deep trouble. Um, God, dude, I kind of I'm feeling the Netherlands, man. I really want this to go down. Orange. No, like we're all in. The orange, man. Let's fucking go. Everything, dude. you know. I married a Dutch chick. Um, one of my What's favorite that? players, baseball all wide. I love Bert Blylevin. Like I'm all about Dutch people. What's the uh, What's the best number you seeing around on Netherlands? I saw sixteen to one at Bet Online. Okay. For nice. Look at, think, us uh, look at, look at us synthesizing a zero-hold market. Look at us. Simpatico. <laughs> I mean, you do need a chaperone. There's a, there's, a, uh, there's a certain book that has the Netherlands at 10 to 1. You, you're going to want 16 to 1. That's better. Absolutely yeah. agree. Definitely don't bet Australia a bookmaker, even if you want it to win $5,000 or $20,000 or whatever their limit is. Uh, what's the, what did you come up with an Australia limit at five times? Is it pretty high or is it not? that impressive they let they let i put 250 in and they they were certainly willing to take that they were so, going to take that know. okay i got distracted i didn't put in five yeah, no worry about it. no don't 
Don't worry about it. I, I feel like um, I accidentally hit shit. <laughs> now you're really into. No, I'm, I'm all in uh, on this. This is a two. It's not. There's no two-way markets up yet. Uh, so you'd have to wait to hedge that one up <laughs> and hope that they do something. Um, okay. So yeah, uh, that's uh, that's your world women's World Cup preview. You're gonna, you're gonna should we bet this match by match and, and post plays and get people engaged in this or what? What do you think the good plan is? Wow, I'm sure gonna watch I'm it all. Like, it's, it, these are all fucking great times. Like when I, I you know, when uh, when soccer is on in prime time in Europe, if you're in North America, like <laughs> that is fucking awesome. Like it is, it is, uh, it's, it's, it's great to have this stuff going on during the day. It's summertime. Like get into. Oh this. yeah, like, that's the, yeah, you, perfect. Absolutely buried the lead, didn't we? Like the fact that this shit is gonna be going on at like noon. Oh, like, this, great. Is, this is the stuff you stream. You stream this at your desk so you don't have to do work. In the, like, oh, it's the greatest. This is, this, yeah. It gets to be 2.30 on a Thursday. You don't want to watch. You don't want to do any work. You're going to stream, you know, Italy, uh, Italy, Australia, or however that works. I don't know what day that yep. is. I'm, I'm going to build excited. I'm gonna build into the tournament. I'm going to bet like 25 bucks a pop starting out and then 50 when we get to round two and then like hundred round three and then see if I've, if I've lost as much as I'm willing to lose in this oh, yeah. tournament before we get to the knockout rounds and then decide. So that's my approach at least. Um, should be fun. So, I mean, the consensus plays are, are we, are we going to take some Germany at about six and a half to one and some yes. Netherlands at 16 to one then? Yes. Those are great. Those are great looks. And, and granted I get it. We're there. We're going to both be on the bottom half of the draw, but, that saves us from having to root against our country, uh, and so we won't be uh, we won't be uh, traitors to our nation. Well, they can't both win until the final, right? Right. Germany. Hope you know. I what we're what we're looking for here is a Germany uh, Netherlands semifinal on July third, uh, and then uh, hopefully Netherlands versus uh, Team USA July seventh, and then we win one way or another. That'll be fun. Boy, we have a hot dog eating contest in there too. Yeah, we better get to work. We, to, we better just start doing our homework, man. Um, okay. Uh, final thoughts, USA. Do you think they actually are the class of this field and, and win it? Are we being stupid, not just backing them through to I mean, one and, and just in, kicking our feet up and enjoying this thing? Maybe we should have a little of that too. Should we see how many futures we can place in this fucking game. What What's the hold on a USA, Germany, Netherlands, Australia market across? Best prices we can get at every book. Oh, dude, it's like eight forty-five on a Monday night. I'm not doing math on there. I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna work on that because I, I, I just I don't that. like I don't believe in France and their freaking second leader in this market. Like I get it. Like France just won the men's World Cup, but this women's France French team they haven't done. Sh- they've never done anything. They've never done a thing. Um. I'm not buying them, man. I'm not buying them. You don't just step onto the world stage for the first time and win freaking World Cup. It's not how this works. Le, le frauds. Le frauds. And the French uh, fraud. The we will. We will be doing. Did you say frogs or frauds? Fraud frogs. Ooh, both. Maybe frauds. both. So, and I mean, we will be continuing to look into this. We just kind of spent the week doing a little research. I'm going to watch Ladybugs. And probably maybe one other soccer movie. 
to get ready for this. <laughs> and if you don't get that joke, you should watch Ladybugs. She's the man. There's another great, great woman. Great women's soccer movie. She's the man. She's the man. Yep. Yeah, that's a great one. Bend it like better Beckham. than Ladybugs. Better than Ladybugs. Bend it like Beckham. Ah, great, nothing yeah. is better than Ladybugs. Okay. And honestly, I might just watch Back to School then because I'd be excited about my Dangerfield take there. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Nothing to do with soccer. <laughs> All right. Hope you guys Perfect. enjoyed this. All right. We'll be back. If, we'll be back yep. later this week. Yep. If you if you have some hot takes on the Women's World Cup, by all means, hit us up. I'm sure. Even if you're not interested in it now, once the patriotism, once the jingoism gets flowing, you will be into it. Once once we don't have any Stanley Cup or NBA Finals anymore, and all we're looking at is a day slate of baseball games versus watching you know watching your team play against Chile in France during the day on a, on a Wednesday, like get, you're going to be into this. Uh, and, uh, if you have any questions or you want to handicap this, or you have any picks for us, hit us up and, uh, enjoy the women's world cup.